The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Welcome in to the early line live right here on Sports Grid. I am verified Kevin Walsh alongside Donnie right side here on a Wednesday morning. Donnie, how are you? Yeah, doing. I'm all right. I'm okay. But look at me, the bigger, the better man here showing up to work on time, rested and ready mm-hmm. to go. Didn't say I had a couple like pauses in my sleep last night and Got my handy-dandy phone right here, if you guys can see that on the monitor. Waiting for a certain uh, Mm -hmm. email, maybe a verification of an email here. But I'm here to do Mm -hmm. my job, Kevin, and that's what I will do today. Yeah, I mean, listen, at some point, Donnie, I'm sure you'll make it in this business. I do think it'd probably be appropriate if they put a check mark uh, under my lower third there, though, just to really drive that point home, that I am now verified KW, a very important distinction to make. Yeah, and by the way, real Should quick we get on to this the topic too, because yeah, as, yeah, yeah. I, on, as I was doing multiple shows yesterday on the network, somebody was, you know, <laughs> resting in relaxation. They get the notification. Mm-hmm. I'm working hard over here. Maybe I'm working a little bit too hard, Kevin. Who knows? <laughs> all of a sudden, DRS pulling back. That's all right. More KW, even though I'm actually not working the <laughs> night show. Let's get to the top seven and seven headlines, though, because Beautifully done by the New York Yankees. Once Major League Baseball gets back into the fold, they start winning. Garrett Cole notches win number 15 on the season, and all the big boppers go yard at Baltimore last night, Donnie. Yep, everybody wants to play the Baltimore Orioles, Kevin, and everybody even more wants to play the Baltimore Orioles down in Camden Yards. The ball flies out of there. You get bad pitching from the Orioles, and also the tonic for a late-season swoon is play the Baltimore Orioles and pick up some victories. Big win for the Yankees. They're ace on the mound handling his business. Nice win, as now you see the Yankees. If it ended today, Kevin, they'd be in the playoffs. Which you absolutely love to see. How about over in the NL, Donnie, as right as you've ever been, my friend. The San Diego Padres finally start playing the Dodgers and the Giants, and we are still waiting on their first win during this stretch. They've now dropped five consecutive games. Yeah, we've waited a couple weeks here, and we sort of snuffed out what that schedule maker is going to have a key indicator if one team or one another team is going to make the playoffs. The San Diego Padres, they drew the short end of the stick by far, five straight losses, and quite frankly, I don't think there's any end in sight at this point. It's heavyweight after heavyweight after heavyweight that the San Diego Padres are going to have to play, and everybody else reaping the benefits is now, as I like to say, your St. Louis Cardinals, if the playoffs started today, would be in, Kevin. How about that? That's right. Again, Major League Baseball coming back right in time, just so I can do a couple momentary victory laps, and then when things fall apart, we can start talking some NFL. But one more Major League Baseball headline here, the Tampa Bay Rays, the first American League team to hit 90 wins on the season, Donnie. Yeah, impressive performance yesterday overall by the Tampa Bay Rays going on the road. A smoking hot Jays team settling them down and also keeping it interesting here in the AL wild card race. A lot of teams around the Toronto Blue Jays. Some people that have bet against the Toronto Blue Jays here. Big night there. Yeah, it was very nice to see the Rays handle their business last night. But again, it is currently a three-way tie between the three AL East teams for the two wild card spots there in the American League. It's going to be a fun race to follow, although not that fun if the Yankees miss out and or Toronto makes it in. We've got the radio audience in full effect. You appreciate all those who are listening to the early line on Sports Grid Radio. Kevin Walsh and Donnie Wrightside with you on a Wednesday morning. How about an NBA headline, Donnie? The Houston Rockets and John Wall mutually agreeing that they need to find John Wall a new home. 
This is when the NBA sometimes goes off of the rails. Why do I say that? A two-year contract, basically close to $100 million. There is a youth movement in Houston, so they're coming together to say, maybe this contract is untradeable. But in the meantime, we don't even want to play you. I can't imagine the return on investment for a player. They said, no, wait a second. He's going to make about $50 million this year, and we're just not going to play him until we move him. Yeah, he'll show up to camp, and he'll hang out and shoot some free throws. But once the season starts, he's not even going to see the court. Only in the NBA does this happen. Wild times. How much does John Wall help a contender? I'm not so sure. It does help Jalen Green, though, in terms of odds to win Rookie of the Year in the NBA. More opportunity, more usage with John Wall leaving Houston sooner than later. In the NFL, some running back updates here. We start with San Francisco not 49ers running back Raheem Mostert, who unfortunately cannot shake the injury bug. And Donnie, he goes on the season-ending IR. What a shame, man. Home run hitter out of the backfield. And we talk so many times about Kyle Shanahan's offense, one of the few teams in the NFL that doesn't use their running game to get a few yards and salt away the clock. They use their running game as a weapon, breaking long runs with speedy backs. That is a shame. Gets through not even, what, a, a full half of the first game of the season. Goes down to IR immediately. We'll see how that plays out because they do have a couple running backs here that showed nicely on opening day. We'll see what they do in Philadelphia this weekend. Yeah, the opportunity will be there for some of these Niners backs to step up. Ronald Jones is lucky that no one else behind him maybe stepped up in a big way as he is going to remain the Tampa Bay Buccaneers starting running back. Yeah, we'll see what that means here. And also a little bit later, we're going to talk about some prop bets we want to see this weekend because this is the one that you might read between the lines and get fooled on. Wait a second, he's back to being the starter. And the coach says, quote, unquote, mm -hmm. he's ready to roll. Sounds like 20 carries might turn into four carries, Kevin. <laughs> that will be a fun discussion to have, no doubt about it. Also, the USC head coach position. We talked about it yesterday. Opened after Clay Helton was fired. Rumors circulating. Eric Bieniemy, Kansas City Chiefs offensive coordinator. He is now in the mix, apparently. We're talking some... SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month, experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Back right here on the early line. Kevin Walsh and Donnie right side with him. Want to be able to kind of take this look right now at where things are in both the American League and the National League, specifically kind of through the prism of the wild card. A lot of the division winners look kind of locked up. Obviously, there's still this back and forth between probably baseball's two best teams at this point in the Dodgers and the Giants. The odds to win the division right now actually have moved San Fran to the favorite at minus 160 to that Dodgers plus 130. But I want to talk a little bit more about the wild card positions here, Donnie. And I want to go over uh, towards the 
National League side of things, because yesterday in look, the, the Cardinal stuff has been somewhat tongue in cheek, but now they legitimately sit here currently in that second spot. They've moved up uh, since yesterday. The Mets have fallen back here a little bit. When you look at the state of this NL wild card, if we're out on the Padres and the Mets maybe and the Phillies have too much ground to make up, St. Louis does have a, a real legitimate shout to find themselves into this spot. Absolutely, because we're looking at the St. Louis Cardinals here, Kevin, that, again, if the season ended today, they would be in the playoffs. Six and four of the last ten, you say, okay, that's average, but they won their last four. Check out the other teams that are supposed to be raring to go, Kevin, trying to make the major league playoffs here. The Cincinnati Reds, three and seven in their last ten. Losers are three straight. The San Diego Padres on September 10th, we said they started their ridiculous schedule here. They are now, what, three and seven in their last ten, but losers of five straight. The Philadelphia Phillies, last ten games, three and seven, losers of two straight. The New York Mets, same type of thing, four and six in the last ten, losers of two straight. You need to go on these streaks to try to gain ground, but also the narrative does switch because now you're looking at it and saying, well, the Cardinals, these teams aren't very good baseball teams. The Cardinals, the Reds, the Phillies, and the Mets. Now, the Padres are immensely talented, but they're going up against hammers each and every night. You still can't lose five straight. You're supposed to win at least one out of every three games to try to keep your head above water here in the race. But when we're looking at these overall baseball teams, who's to say the Cardinals won't lose five straight? Who's to say the Phillies won't lose five straight? The Mets as well. <laughs> these are bad baseball teams trying to get that last wild card spot. And the one team that I believe is the most talented team has the worst, you know, end of the season schedule that you can possibly imagine. It's going to be fun. I keep on saying this too, and I don't know why I'm saying this anymore. It's going to be fun to see the NL East, you know, who turns up in the NL East, who's going to get the wild card. But if you are a Mets or a Phillies fan, you had every single opportunity over the last 30 days just to play average baseball and have a couple game lead in the wild card because you're playing bad baseball teams and you can't beat those teams. So I guess it should say, it's an excruciating finish here down the stretch for the NL wildcard. What I think is starting to actually just become my biggest takeaway is, in a, in a way, the back end of this NL wildcard race is going to just become wildly irrelevant. See, because I've constantly trying to, to throw to Donnie, hey, Donnie, one game elimination. You never know. The Dodgers, they could go down. The Dodgers are 17 games ahead of the St. Louis Cardinals. There's no way that will not go down as the biggest gap between team wild card team one and wild card team two. And look, yes, St. Louis is now one four in a row. But like not just the fact that these losing streaks, look who they're losing to. The Reds lost to the Pirates. The Phillies can't beat the Rockies at home. They lost to the Cubs last night. The Mets all of a sudden don't get to beat up on the New York Yankees, and they can't beat a St. Louis Cardinals team that they need to beat who sits right in front of them. Whether the Dodgers catch the Giants or not, at this point, Donnie, I don't even think I can start to sell this whole, what if it's a one-game elimination? The Dodgers are going to lay over $2 in a wild-card game rightfully so, and blast whichever one of these jabroni teams fall into the second wild card spot. No, and that's what it feels like. And how about when you just take a look at the NLS in a capsule here, right? San Diego is just saying, hey, throw, somebody throw us a life preserver out here. We are sinking quickly. But you look at the two teams up top in that division, the San Francisco Giants and the Los Angeles Dodgers. Maybe, you know, on paper, the best two teams in baseball, which will probably eliminate each other before they probably get to the NLCS. But having looked at this, Imagine you being the Dodgers go, we basically win seven out of every 10 games and we lose ground to the San Francisco Giants. That is insanity at its finest. Like every night it feels like the Dodgers win. And I don't even have to go back and check the score column because I automatically know the Giants, no matter who they're playing, are already winning. Because also <laughs> we take a look at it, the, the Dodgers are out here beating up bad baseball teams, the Arizona Diamondbacks, right? And you see like the Giants. And if you're a Dodger fan or a Dodger backer or, you know, Dodger baseball player, hey, San Diego's got to go up there and play the Giants. They'll probably beat each other up, you know, win one, lose one, win one, lose one. No, 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 no. The Giants just keep on winning. So if you're a Dodgers, you say, what more do I have to do at this point? Yeah. I won seven out of ten. Oh, yeah, the team across the street, they won nine of ten, and we lost in the standings. It's amazing stuff here. The the Giants have a nine-game winning streak right now and are three up in the loss column of an L.A. Dodgers team that has a run differential of plus 
two. Like, by far, the only team that's even got to the 200 threshold here. Like, the Dodgers in any normal season are by far and away the best team with all the best records. And here they are playing in a wild card game. It is quite ridiculous. You look right now, Donnie, over in this American League, and it looks, it looks like two of these three AL East teams, the Blue Jays, the Yankees, and the Red Sox, are going to be occupying these couple of last spots here. I cannot believe, of all the... I cannot believe what's happened to the athletics. The disaster performance that they put forward last night against the Kansas City Royals maybe perfectly captures everything that's happened to them. They entered the All-Star break with one of these wild card spots as theirs, and they've completely fallen apart here in the second half of the Major League Baseball season. No, they certainly have. And also, you know, coming down the backstretch here, what, roughly two and a half weeks left in the Major League Baseball season. If you said the Oakland Athletics were 77 and 67 before the season, it's a really good shot. They probably have that second wild card, or at least right up against it. Three and a half games back, but also trying to jump the Seattle Mariners and then also having to jump one of those teams between the Boston Red Sox, the Yankees, or the Blue Jays. Now, the good part is those teams will sort of knock each other around, but you still have to win ball games, Kevin. It's not as if they're playing good baseball like the Dodgers are and can't gain any ground by winning 70% of their Major League Baseball games. They're 3-7 and seven in the last 10. These are the worst times to go on losing streak. So a lot of these baseball teams that we thought would have been able to compete and possibly make it to October, as we like to say, they're doing it to themselves. They're not beating the teams they're supposed to be. You're supposed to hammer the teams on the bottom end of the spectrum. You're supposed to split with the teams up top. So then when you say, okay, when we have to play the Red Sox or the Yankees or the Blue Jays, all right, if we lose two out of three, let's make up some ground here against Kansas City. You can't lose those big series and then go into the next series against an inferior opponent and not put them away. These teams are doing it themselves, certainly. When you look also at the American League wildcard race, the Yanks, the Blue Jays, and the Red Sox, one of that trio, assuming that it's going to be one of them that come out of that wild card game, they'll be playing Tampa Bay. And that is the biggest difference, right, is that you feel like one of those three teams will have a legitimate shout in that matchup if they draw Tampa Bay. Then again, we saw it last night with Tampa Bay, who's plus 2-7 and win this American League here in that game against the Blue Jays. It's like, oh boy, we really lost the first game of this series here. Let's just shut out this piping hot offense with our subpar pitching that's been amazing now all year. Yeah, winning both ways here for the Tampa Bay Rays, Kevin. How many times have we seen it across the back half of this Major League Baseball season? Hey, man, you can't stop the Rays at the plate. Six runs, seven runs, eight runs, continually pulverizing the bad teams in Major League Baseball. But then you can flip gears and be extremely comfortable in winning a game two to nothing. Very versatile team for Tampa Bay. That helps you in the playoffs because it's not about outscoring your opponent in the playoffs. It's about limiting the damage and closing games out when you have a lead late. Tampa Bay Rays can do that. The Yankees have a beautiful schedule to end the season, and I don't mean that in like, oh, they play a bunch of bad teams. No, it's an exciting schedule because they play a bunch of bad teams, and then it's a Red Sox series, a Blue Jays series, and a Rays series. So all the opportunity will be in front of them there. That's what makes that race so exciting to me is they're going to continue to beat up on one another. Excited to watch those develop. Hour number two, we will definitely break down today's Major League Baseball board. But up next, we're talking college football playoffs. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. 
everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Back right here on Sports Grid, Kevin Walsh and Donnie Wrightside. I want to take a look at the college football playoff here in terms of the markets that you have on the FanDuel Sportsbook to wager on. Yes, no bets, which is interesting because some of the no numbers are, for a lot of these teams, real significant minus money prices. But perhaps you'd be willing to lay that kind of juice. Maybe that's something that makes some sense to you here on the FanDuel Sportsbook. The biggest favorite, Donnie, to make the college football playoff is Alabama. Minus 700. No surprise there. Then comes Georgia. Then the Sooners. And then at very comparable prices, we see Ohio State and Clemson. And that, to me, is where I'd like to begin. Because that is a fascinating little nugget there. Because Ohio State and Clemson both with losses, but I feel as if Ohio State's was significantly worse than Clemson's. Are you surprised to see Ohio State at the same price, maybe even a little two cents higher there than we see the Tigers? I'm not really, because I do think one team gets in from the Big Ten here, and you're still probably looking at the most overall talented team with the Ohio State Buckeyes. So even though we don't like their – I didn't really particularly like their effort against Minnesota. It was on the road opening night, breaking a new quarterback, You know, had a great second half, and it seems like the offense really isn't the issue here with Ohio State. It's the defense this year, and we'll see how they you know come to fruition as the season moves along. But if we take a look at the Ohio State Buckeyes here on the schedule itself – you're going to get healthy relatively quickly here because it's about riding the ship, right, Kevin? I think we can agree. Last thing we saw, 35-28 loss here at home in the horseshoe, which rarely happens, to a good Oregon football team. Now you stay in the horseshoe versus Tulsa versus Akron. That's two quick wins here. Build up some strength. Get your defense back on track. Then you head and play Rutgers, which certainly is a winnable game once again for Ohio State. Maryland at IU. Remember when we thought, oh, no, look at Ohio State. Going to have to go to Indiana. We don't know what Indiana is at this point here. Maybe we overthought or said the value on Indiana might have been last year and not particularly this year. Excuse me. Penn State at home at Nebraska, Purdue, Michigan State. Could we say that finally – Ohio State's kryptonite this year is actually going to be the game (laughs) against Michigan, who they usually pulverize week in and week out, year after year, it seems like. That's going to be an interesting one to keep up. But I'm sort of coming around to Ohio State having the chance to run the table because also keep in mind, if they do with this one loss, they're going to probably play a really good football team here in the Big Ten championship game as well. So coming up a little bit higher here on Ohio State. But if we take a look also, Kevin, at one of the teams in that division, and we're trying to round it out. I know we don't want to get to some of the lower teams, but keep an eye on Iowa. And I'm going to explain in just a few moments here why Iowa might be a little bit tricky, but also you're getting a big price on Iowa if they want to make the playoffs. We'll expand on the Hawkeyes in just a moment. But I think it's so Mm -hmm. funny that Donnie is now coming around here on Ohio State. When after Clemson lost to Georgia, I basically checked in. That's what you get, Dabo. You'll never make the college football playoff this year or maybe never again in the rest of your collegiate career. And Don is like, slow it down. And now things have maybe swapped here. I think Clemson should be the second biggest favorite to make the college football playoff because I look at this Clemson schedule. There is no world in which this team loses another football game. You go through it. NC State, who a lot of people think pulled the wool over people's eyes with their week one performance after losing uh, week two to Mississippi State. You continue to go through it. They host a Boston College team that had some big injuries come from the last week at Pitt. Are people buying Pitt this year because they beat Tennessee, who lost their quarterback in the midst of that game? I mean, this team is 100% running the table, and this is the give and take, Donnie, of that Ohio State schedule. While, yes, They have the ability to go out there and get big wins. Penn State, top 10 team right now. Michigan looks like they're at least not going to be a total joke, although 
we've seen that look the case and have the rug pulled out from underneath them. But that means then that Ohio State has more opportunities to trip up. And as you said, not only did they lose to Oregon as two-and-a-half touchdown favorites, they didn't look all that great against Minnesota. They needed a monster second half to go out there and come back and win that game in the way that they did. And I guess, Donnie, that's what's going to beg the question right now is would you rather bet on a team that's going to have more opportunities to get big-time wins or would you rather bet on Clemson, who both you and I completely agree, there's no way they lose another football game. I don't have that same confidence, not only on Ohio State, but Oklahoma or Georgia. Yeah, big-time wins are great, but also big-time losses don't help you as much as you think. Hey, we scheduled tough. Yeah, you had two losses. Clemson played. Nobody had one loss. Clemson, congratulations. You're going to the college football playoff, regardless if the other team played you know, an SEC schedule with three top-10 teams. They had to beat and went 2-1 and one against those top-10 teams and then lost in the SEC championship game versus the number-one overall team, Alabama. You're not making it into the playoff. So when you start to come around on some of these football teams here and also you know, on the leaderboard, as we like to say, to try to get into the college football playoff, Kevin, take a look at Oklahoma, and it's crazy because it's almost as if they're running under the radar but being a top-five mm-hmm. football team. Nobody's paying attention. Oh, they're leaving the Big 12. The Big 12's done. Texas stinks. But take a look at Oklahoma. They almost have the same treatment as Clemson but didn't have to play a team like Georgia. Look at the – like Tulane, you know, Western Carolina, Nebraska, West Virginia at home, Kansas State on the road, Texas at home, TCU at home, Kansas on the road, Texas Tech on the road, at Baylor. Oh, yeah a decent football game that you now have at home against Iowa State when we actually don't know how good Iowa State is going to be after getting beaten by Iowa. This looks like it's really set up for an easy walk into the championship game, possibly, or at least the college football playoff for Oklahoma. Because when you want to talk about schedules where, yes, you schedule them five years in advance, ten years in advance, there is nobody on that schedule that should give you any issues outside of Iowa State who, again, we don't know how good that football team is, and you're not going to Ames. You have them at home in Norman. It looks like it's going to be smooth sailing for the Sooners in this one. So if we look at these top-tier teams and say Alabama's in because they're going to wreck everybody, Clemson's in by default because they started high in the standings, lost to a top-five football team, then ran the table, and the Oklahoma Sooners who don't play it, you can't keep the as much as you hate the Big 12 splitting up and then, hey, they're going to ruin college football. Good luck with a 12-0 football team. You saying, like, we can't put them in because they're leaving the Big 12. No, they're in. <laughs> so that leaves legitimately one spot left? Wow. The thing with Oklahoma, and you're right on that schedule, is we've yet to see Lincoln Riley run the table in the Big 12. And again, normal college football programs get tripped up. But Alabama's not normal, and Clemson plays in a joke of a conference in the ACC. And somehow, and I know the schedule's booked far in advance, but they don't have, like, even the tough you know, ACC teams aren't even on their schedule. They're not playing the U or UNC until potentially getting to a conference championship game. And not to leave the Georgia Bulldogs out of this, but again, that's a team that on their schedule has to play an Arkansas team ranked all of a sudden, a trip to Auburn, who's getting off to a hot start, Florida in a neutral site game. Oh, and then they're supposed to lose to Alabama, where they'll probably be like touchdown dogs based on how Alabama's being looked at right now in an SEC title game and could very well lose their final game before the committee has to decide what happens with Georgia. That's why I don't know about that Georgia minus 235 price because of how difficult the schedule looks for them. But, Donnie, to look at some of the plus money there, you mentioned the Hawkeyes right now. I believe fifth in the country, at least in this AP Top 25 poll, looked phenomenal in their first two football games here. The Hawkeyes with a legitimate shout. Legitimate chance here. Take a look at what we have coming up because, again, you started. Let's we all forget that Iowa started the season, and you can only go by the pregame rankings or the preseason rankings. Knocked off a top 20 team in IU, then knocked off on the road a top 10 team in Iowa State, Kent State, Colorado State, Maryland on the road. But you get Penn State, who's a really, really good football team. Where do you get them, Kevin? You get them at home here. You get Wisconsin on the road on the late on, on uh 10 30, which is obviously October 30th. If you can win that game. There's a legitimate chance that they wind up unbeaten in the actual Big Ten championship game. 
And if they get one loss, that is going to be a shame. But they have to run the table to get in. They weren't that pedigree program that we like to say, like, hey, you start in the top three, you lose, you drop back down the six, you work your way up. It's almost as if now they got through their, one of their two toughest schedules out of the three on the season, and they came up victorious. Now you can't slip up because it's too late. If you lost to Iowa State week two, ran the table, you might still be able to get in with beating Ohio State or whoever you match up with in the Big Ten mm-hmm. championship game. It is a long price, but also, Kevin, you know who's a nice little price here? Which, look, I'm not playing up to the host here who is verified, and I'm not verified right now. The Notre Dame <laughs> Fighting Irish. The Fighting Irish. I don't even think, Kevin, they're overall that good a program from what they showed for the past couple of years when they could make it in to the college football playoff. But let's go over the schedule that they have here. Wisconsin at home. Okay, top 20 team. Handle your business at home. Cincinnati. A not a power five school coming into your house. You should win that football game. The one issue that you might have to me on the schedule is at Virginia Tech, a ranked team on the road in a tough environment. If you win that game, USC at home in turmoil. UNC can't stop anybody. Navy, UVA, Georgia Tech, Stanford at Stanford. We'll see where they turn out to end the season. But if you're looking from a national figure, we know the college football playoff wants Notre Dame in for the eyeballs. I think their schedule sets up extremely well if they get by Wisconsin on 925. Donnie said it, not me. But he's right. Here's the thing with Notre Dame. They have to go unbeaten. They're not going to put one loss Notre Dame in. We know this, okay? But if you look at it, it's almost this perfect formula of like, is Vatek that good? I don't know. But they'll get credit if they beat Vatek. Is UNC that good? I don't know. But hey, look, they beat UNC. The thing is, the team booked right in front of them, Donnie, Cincinnati needs that Notre Dame win, obviously. But the Bearcats didn't look all that great last week. I don't even know if an unbeaten Cincinnati is as live in this market maybe as we would have thought preseason. The odds to make the college football playoff will be a regular discussion here on this show as it is going to be a tremendous market to follow all season long. But we take a break right now on the early line. When we come back, we go to hot or not with an eye on the NFC West. Keep it right here on Sports Grid on a Wednesday morning. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Right here on the early line. And there were a couple of divisions to start this season that got off piping hot. Some not so hot. The NFC West went 4-0. The difference with every other division, and the division obviously being the NFC West, is that everyone seemingly agrees that that is the best division in football. There are some who potentially could see a world where they go 4-4 for in terms of putting teams 
into the playoff here. I want to talk about what we saw from these teams in the opening week of the season. I'm going to do it through the prism of the odds to win this division because of all of those performances, you can debate who had the most impressive performance. But I think for me, Donnie, it was the Los Angeles Rams, and they right now are the second choice to win the NFC West. Hot or not, the L.A. Rams should be the favorites to win the NFC West, currently being priced at plus 210. Personal opinion for myself, it's absolutely hot because I was on the San Francisco 49ers for most of the offseason, but the last two to three weeks before the season opened, I flipped over to the Rams with just looking at the totality of the football team and if Matthew Stafford could deliver. He certainly delivered opening night. Now, for the spirit of this question here, I actually don't think they should be favorites, Kevin. I think it should be a dead heat here between the San Francisco 49ers and the Rams. It sits here at the FanDuel Sportsbook right now, plus 185 for the San Francisco 49ers to win the NFC West. The Rams now coming in at a plus 210 price. I think that would be fair if they were both plus 190, both plus 195, because I do think they are the two best teams overall in the division. But also when you take a look at it, this sort of was expected here outside of an absolute route by the Arizona Cardinals on the road taking on the 10. Tennessee Titans. We thought this would be a competitive division all the way through, and I've said it multiple times. It's a shame that sometimes the Cardinals are in this division because if they were placed in another division, particularly my NFC East, they probably would be a runaway winner and an easy winner getting a home game in the playoffs and winning a division. But hey, you can only play who's on your schedule and what division that you line up into. So if we're looking at this question overall, I think it should be a dead heat here. But for myself, Kevin, it's hot. The Rams should be the favorites in this division. I think player for player, talent for talent, the Rams have a Mm -hmm. slight notch over the San Francisco 49ers. And also we can't say, hey, before the season, this is what it is. Mostert's down for the season. You lost a starting cornerback already down for the season. Injuries, Kevin, don't get better as the year goes on. You get more injured. You just have to limit the damage, and they're already piling up for the 49ers. Here is the reason why I think this is absolutely hot. And I think what you're saying in terms of the dead heat is fair. We've seen that at certain points of the offseason, say with the AFC North, where the Ravens and the Browns check in at the same price here. I think the Rams should be in front of the Niners and the the rest of this division because even if you go with something as basic, Nani, as kind of side-by-side comparison, check your boxes, right? The quarterback edge unquestionably goes to the L.A. Rams. Even if you think Jimmy Garoppolo can do a fine enough job, there's nobody out there that's telling you he's a better quarterback than Matthew Stafford. I also think the Rams have the edge on the defensive side of the football. There again, the Niners, not a slouch on that side of the football, but I don't think they're as good as the Los Angeles Rams. And even if you are more of a Kyle Shanahan guy than a Sean McVay guy, which, Donnie, you might necessarily qualify as, Sean McVay has pretty much racked up a lot of the comparable credentials that Shanahan has. Went to the Super Bowl already in his young tenure. Has consistently performed despite having Jared Goff as the quarterback for his football team here. Again, even I think the biggest Shanahan person in the room, how much of a gap do you really believe there is in Kyle Shanahan over a Sean McVay? So when you look at maybe the three most important elements of a football team, quarterback, overall defense, and head coach, the Rams might check all three boxes head-to-head, Donnie, over the San Francisco 49ers. I think you might be right, because when you take a look at play callers 1-1-A, you know, it's really close. My two favorite play callers in the NFL, obviously, are out in the NFC West, and that's with the San Francisco 49ers and the Los Angeles Rams. Frank Wright, you know, close in that third spot, technically, for me. I just think the overall game plans work out very well. But when you're taking a what's it going to come down to here, Kevin, that we see? Like the great starting pitcher in Major League Baseball. Hey, Max Scherzer's on the mound. You say, well, nobody really matches up to Max Scherzer. He's going to get the nod from me. We're going to play 17 games. Let's just say the quarterbacks are healthy for the remainder of the season. Who are we trusting in this big game? Are we going to trust Jimmy Garoppolo in this game? Or are we going to trust Matthew Stafford? Now, I know the argument's going to come back. Well, if you take a look at get the playoffs, Jimmy Garoppolo actually went to a Super Bowl and got close to winning one. I understand that. But Matthew Stafford didn't have those opportunities, which he now has. You're going to tell me Matthew Stafford gets the play coming from Sean McVay every time and is thinking to himself, like, you know, instead of having an offensive coordinator, Jim Bob Cooter, it's actually Sean McVay calling the play. Go, man, that's a great play. I can't wait to run this. As opposed to run it again. What's that? Blue, check blue. We're not running this play. Jim Bob Cooter just sent in here. Oh, no, I got sacked. He has everything Uh at his disposal. A great defense, as you said. A great play caller. Wonderful offensive line. Weapons on the outside. Formidable running backs. Because also when you take a look at an organization, hey, they're way over the cap. It doesn't matter. 
These teams with big-pocketed owners use that signing bonus as a character to get as many good players in there as you possibly can. And when you have a good organization that says at the last moment, hey, it looks like Matthew Stafford will be traded to Carolina, that organization steps up, gets on the phone, goes, what's it going to take to get him here? Let's have a meeting in Cabo. Eight hours later, he's a Ram and not a Carolina Panther. This organization wants to win. Top-right facilities. They now have the quarterback to do it. They're the best team in the NFC West overall to me as well, Kevin. And again, specifically on those quarterback rooms, do a vibe check. Sean McVay, you know when the game ends and you as a head coach walk over to the other head coach and say, hey, good game, good luck the rest of the way? Sean McVay ran over to Matthew Stafford and gave him a hug. Jalen Ramsey, for the first time maybe in his career, actually likes his quarterback. He probably wants to do another article where he calls every single quarterback in the NFL a bum, but Matthew (laughs) Stafford. Meanwhile, on the other side here, the Niners, listen, you say what you want. You know that that locker room is wondering if slash when a switch is coming from Garoppolo to Lance. Even if they like Jimmy G, even if they think Jimmy G is good, uh, no one gets drafted third overall, and doesn't consistently apply pressure to their starting quarterback in Jimmy Garoppolo. So that is going to be an interesting thing still for me to follow all season long. The reason as well, Donnie, that I wanted to get into the mix with this division here is, you know, a typical question you'll see on a, on a hot or not, oh, hot or not, value on the Seahawks to win the division, hot or not, value on the Cardinals to win the division. Probably, right? 260 on Seattle, 5-1 to one on the Arizona Cardinals. If you were going to be betting on one of the two teams in either Seattle or Arizona, which one do you think you might be more inclined to get involved with? It's such a great question after week one, too, because this question would be so much different, Kevin, just one week early before the season started because you're going to yeah. get those clouded visions. Like, whoa, did we really miss out on Arizona? Should they have been 6-7-1 or seven to, one to start the regular season here as a chance to win the NFC West? Maybe so, but I still think everything lines up in order. If I'm going to get, and we can only base this on teams being somewhat healthy for, throughout the regular season, the Seattle Seahawks now with the 12th man at home, They are going to be dangerous because when you show up every single week and Russell Wilson is your quarterback with a somewhat healthy football team, they have a chance to win anywhere, any place, at any time against any number that they have. So if I'm looking to bet that price right now at the FanDuel Sportsbook of a 5-1 to for the Arizona Cardinals, that's pretty sweet after what you saw from week one here. But let's not forget what you have on the sideline. Worth his weight in gold to Seattle is Russell Wilson. If he plays well and he is healthy, that 260 is a pretty fair price here. And also considering fans back in the stands, no team benefits from that more outside of Kansas City, New Orleans, than obviously the Seattle Seahawks and the 12th man. So much of this division feels like it could really just be decided by the head-to-head matchups. And that's one of my things with this division, with the idea that they could potentially send four teams. How could a division hold up four teams if they're all going to be beating up on one another? That's why I wonder if really even one of these teams has a has a true shout at the number one seed. Because again, it's just, you know, you got the Bucks, right? And, okay, maybe the Saints are legitimate with Jameis Winston. But look at this week. They're, they're playing the Atlanta Falcons, who are supposed to be the you know third team in that division. They're nearly two touchdown favorites. The Rams, the Niners, the Seahawks, the Car- no one of that will even be maybe touchdown favorites at home probably against one another there. It just shows how tight this division is overall. But to kind of answer the initial question here, the Seattle Seahawks were supposed to have a down season last year and went out there and won the division, and they didn't even play that well for a full 16 weeks, right? And look, you don't want to get burned again. There's only so many times you can touch that stove. But boy, was Russ cooking week one. Four touchdown passes. The play-action usage was tremendous. And all in all, the Arizona Cardinals are still an unproven commodity. Yes, I think that Kyler Murray is a top 12 quarterback in this league, and you have room to argue significantly higher. Yes, I do think that Cliff Kingsbury will be a coach for that team for a long time. And boy, was it overwhelming to see what Chandler Jones brings back to this team. Kind of a forgotten absence from last year's Cardinals team. So all of that remains true. But at sometimes you kind of have to lean with what you know. And what I know is that Russell Wilson is one of the five best quarterbacks in the 
world. And that's the thing. When we go through this year, Donnie, talk about it, right? People have those questions about maybe Stafford in the biggest, biggest possible games. There's nobody questioning Russell Wilson. Comparable to Mahomes. That team trails when you're live betting. Let me get some Russell Wilson in my pocket there because he's never out of a football game. Yeah, two and a half minutes left on the clock here. Fourth quarter down four points on their own 10-yard line. You can almost run to any sports book and say, sign me up for Russ. He's going to get four downs to get a first down and move his football team down the field. And we always like to say, if you use this term in gambling terms, the luck box, Seattle has the best luck box in all of football history. Fumbles go the way. Hail Marys go the way. Refereeing calls go the way. You know, 15-yard missed field goals in the playoffs seem like they go their way each and every time in order for them to advance. But also take a look here. The narrative, right? You're taking a look at the San Francisco 49ers, went on the road and blasted Detroit. Don't worry about the final score. They handled them. But a bad Detroit team on the road. You take a look at the Rams. The Bears, you know, average to below average team, they hammered them as well. Seattle goes on the road against one of the top teams in the AFC South, drills them. The Arizona Cardinals, another top team in the AFC uh, South on the road, they drill them as well. What a great start for the NFC West, but also keep in mind, Floating it around, is it possible that all four teams make it in? If there was no division structure in the NFC, you would think right now all four of those teams would be favored to make it into the playoffs. It's outrageous stuff to think about, but you can't have a better week of domination from one division that we saw week one from the NFC West. I am so glad, though, that you mentioned the lockbox. This has been true for many, many years. That's why I'm like, oh, oh Seattle's going to be a perennial team because it was all, it's them in New England, right? And New England lost Brady, maybe lost some of that luster. But you're just looking at how, how do they have the football right now? Why, how did that call just go their way? It's because they've got the juice. Speaking of juice, a FanDuel Sportsbook boost and a couple of soccer guys here to let you know about it. PSG in action today in the Champions League. Lionel Messi, Neymar, Mbappe. How about PSG to score three or more total team goals against Club Bruges, a Belgian side, checking in Donnie at plus 130. Yeah, it's been a while since us soccer guys started talking here about soccer once again, but it's time, and anytime you have a nice little boost here at the FanDuel Sportsbook, you want to take advantage of it, plus 134 goals, it's nice. We think they can get that three-goal mark here to today, Kevin, in this game. If I'm looking during the afternoon, I have no football on, Major League Baseball, eh, might get cranking up a little bit later tonight. Let's root on some soccer from two soccer guys right here, Kevin. Sign me up for this odds boost. I mean, again, if you want to put your money on, you know, anybody out there in the soccer world, listen, I mean, Donnie and I know every team everywhere, every country, but PSG yeah, for a lot more young cash game yesterday. Yeah. yeah. What, a, what a result. What a result for the young boys. And if you casuals out there want to bet on some soccer, this PSG boost is going to be absolutely tremendous. We're coming on back. We're giving out a hero of the night. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.
All right, time to close out hour number one of the early line. And we do that with a little hero of the night. I am just thankful that that little stinger played because it wouldn't surprise me if DRS behind the scenes got them to press pause on that after, again, the palpable tension that is in this room. There was also some tension last night during the first inning of the Giants-Padres game as there was a great opportunity for the Giants to score in the opening inning and cash, what is a very fun market, yes runs or no runs in the first inning. Vandal's got a great little way of playing that where you can bet kind of there to be one run exactly or two or more runs. And it looked like it was going to be a disaster after more and more base running errors. But, Donna, you were all over this bet, so I'll let you take it from here and explain to people how things played out. Yeah, it's interesting because we always talk before the game, like, hey, it's 9.45 on the show that we do at night on the radio, in play sports tonight on channel, Sirius XM Channel 204. We like to say, hey, is there anything late that, that we look at and we see? And Jake Arietta was on the mound. It wasn't so much about the Giants' bats not being able to hit. It was about Arietta on the mound trying to do some damage. And this game had it all here. Clean sweep through the first inning, top of the first inning for the San Diego Padres. We get to the bottom of the first inning. You get the leadoff single. Perfect. Here we go. Just give me a productive out. Put a guy on second base. Give me two chances to get him home. A ridiculous ridiculous fly-out double play because Tommy LaStella did not hustle back to first base. It looks like we're going to end the day with another loss for me in Major League Baseball. It wasn't a great night overall. But then Buster Posey hits a deep fly ball to left field that looked like a simple fly ball out, carried about 15 roads into the stands and cashing it in. So again, reassuring us, Kevin, betting an under is ridiculous in the first inning to not score. <laughs> the best hitters come up, and you just need one swing of the bat. Down to your last out, it happened, it won. Thank you, Buster Posey, because the night wasn't a complete loss, even with verified verification or not, Kevin. <laughs> a verified bomb from Buster Posey. Up next, hour number two of the early line. We're taking a look at some NFL lines and players that mean what we might want to bet. Come on back. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. 